So, in this episode, today, we talk about the very exciting topic of menstruation and how to handle it. Yeah. Do you know when you started menstruating? Not today, but like in life. Yeah. So, late bloomer. Uh Uh-oh. I could have predicted this. I don't know why, but I just feel like Everything I could have predicted this. Everything about me says late bloomer. <laughs> we talk about that a little bit later because there was other things I was late to. Uh, um, I believe I was in ninth grade. Okay. That's yeah. not that late, but yeah. definitely an outlier. I was in seventh. Okay. And when we were in seventh grade, our lockers were right underneath the seniors. And the seniors was my sister's class. Mm. So they all knew what was going on and they were like... Like, scobbing my knob, like, touching my hair and rubbing it around <laughs> and, like, making fun of my menstrual cycle. How'd they know? I'm sure my sister told, told them all. Them. It was so terrible. When my niece, oh, I don't know if I should say that. In theory, when my niece got hers, like <laughs> the whole family knew about it. It was like, did you hear? Oh, one of my friends, her her daughter just got um, her first cycle, and she announced it on social media. Oh, boy. Oh, mm. boy. Mm. Yeah, no. That's I a bit dicey. <laughs> but we won't be outing anyone's no. menarchy on this show. <laughs> We're just going to let you hear about your doctor-recommended menstrual products. Um, and about, you know trying to plan a little bit we talk a little bit about trying to plan and and basically how we just need time to plan things like um like your blood flow and like you know when it's going to come or if you're trying to block it for some certain thing and then we sort of talk a little bit about just briefly about some cosmetic dentistry things that also require some time to get done so use your time to listen to this episode we hope you enjoy (laughs) What do a dentist and a gynecologist have in common? Beyond Our Lips, a podcast where best friends and practicing doctor moms use their gift of gab and professional passions to entertain, educate, and inspire. Something off and we'll figure it out. There's no way that it just, yeah, just quit working. Nah, I don't think so. Well, at least we know Mark Marin has these problems and he's like a professional podcaster. Mark Marin's podcast didn't sound professional quality at all. <laughs> he's only done like what eight hundred episodes? Yeah, twelve. Yeah, okay. he's over a thousand for well, sure. Good for him. I mean, that's a lot of podcasting. This is what we're gonna call a podcast quickie. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Yeah. So, so that means we're gonna get right into it. Then. We gotta get right into it. We got things to do, like pick up our children. Yeah, and have phone interviews. Oh dear heavens! <laughs> oh, Please my pray for me because I have like two more of these today. Oh my god! Yeah, we won't get into that. Let's get That's into working mom probs. Yes, working mom probs. That's business owner probs. It's talking to strangers probs because mm-hmm. it's the thing that you think you know somebody. But you don't. And when you read that book, do you find it fascinating that it says, like, you'd be better off to just, like, hire a fire based upon not having met them in person? I haven't gotten to that part yet. But oh, I, you'll get to I that. Feel, I feel some kind of way about that because <laughs> yeah, um, I can't tell you how many resumes I get. And then we'll, sometimes we even will look them up on Facebook. Spoiler alert, your employers, uh, potential employers are looking you up of on course. Facebook. And then what we get in person is totally different yeah. than that. 
and sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. Right. Um, I'm not going to get into any of that right now, but I have specific examples of both, of it going both ways. So I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm looking forward to learning. It's really, really true. I mean, I had someone asking me once about finding a job or whatever and whatever field. And the first thing I did was Facebook her and then critique what was on the Facebook where I was like, um, smart. You that might want to take assault weapons out of your profile picture. Oh. <laughs> Just saying it might be helpful. Like it doesn't unless, matter for what purpose that picture was. Well, unless it's you're just, applying for a job at oh, a gun yeah. store. Then it would be awesome. This is your dream. Then you're good. I don't think that was her profession of choice. Yeah. Yeah. Just like little things. Like yeah, That's great advice. Set a good tone. Yeah. Because, unfortunately, you can't help it, but people are, they're, they're saying that stuff and they're making judgments on it. So, if your mom's not cool with it, maybe that's a rule of thumb, then maybe think about bringing it down. Maybe, but some moms are lame. Or not lame. ours, but some. <laughs> yeah, we, we've already done the ode to moms. At least, you know, just make it super private. Yeah. Yeah. Like, make it where they can't find or you. Or, like, go to your Facebook account, delete it. And then apply for the job of yes, your choice. even better. Because <laughs> we have found them roundabout ways. So they'll find it if it's out there. That's a good point. Just delete it. Just Let's all just delete them. Let's delete our social media. <laughs> Before we delete it, though, please um, advertise this episode. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> we'll stay on for a while. That would be good. So we talked about menstrual and mental flow last time. Uh-huh. A couple times ago with Holt. Which brought me to menstrual flow. Okay. And it's been brought to my attention multiple times that we need to talk about ant flow and feminine product use. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. I even had a specific sort of question about this. Okay. Okay. Well, as your resident gynecologic expert, shoot. Okay. So, I was watching YouTube and... (laughs) (laughs) That's where all the good stories start when you're borderline millennial. And um, I saw a commercial. It caught my eye about um, cups, menstrual cups. Yeah. And I thought, you know, they're making some good points there about the advantages Mm -hmm. of them. And so my immediate thought was, well, I'm going to have to ask Jenny about that. So menstrual cups have been popular or gaining popularity really for quite a few years now. Um, First thing I like to tell people when it comes to menstrual protection if things are not broken you do not have to think about fixing it I have a lot of patients who come in and they wonder what they're doing wrong when nothing is going wrong with their cycle flow or their protection they're comfortable and then they just feel like there's some sort of better choice and if you're comfortable then there's not just keep doing what you're doing sisters however if you are thinking about menstrual cups especially for like damage to the environment and for your plumbing system with things like tampons and pads um, that's a really good avenue to go down maybe a more natural choice most of them are made out of silicone fibers they are reusable um, cylinders that you place intravaginally when you're on your cycle they come in different varieties of sizes I don't think that that they said a lot in the commercial. Mm -hmm. A lot. A lot. Probably a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, to catch your attention and actually make you watch an entire commercial on YouTube, not just the first five seconds. It was good. But they didn't talk about retrieval. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I do a lot of experimenting with these things because I feel like it's good job research, right? That is. So certainly I had a really great friend of mine, Amazon me a menstrual cup, mm-hmm. which oh. tells you how close the friends wow. we are. I can just imagine getting a mystery package and thinking, yeah. what is this? And opening it and finding a menstrual cup in there. Yeah, menstrual cup. So okay. I did my own field research. Um, again, if things are not broken, you don't have to fix it. I'm sure a lot of the claims in the commercial were things that would like increase your vaginal well-being. And if your vagina is doing just fine, <laughs> then its well-being is intact yes. and you don't have to worry about that. But I do understand the environmental conscious choice of using something that does not create more waste in society, which is cool. Um, so I tried it out. Most of them, not all, have just a tiny little nub at the end. So to get this cup in, you kind of have to fold the cylinder uh, kind of in multiple ways and then give it a good hee-ho up in there. Mm -hmm. And then it sort of um, expands against the walls of the vagina. And then to get it out, there's this tiny little nub. I found, for whatever brand I had kind of difficult and I'm probably the most qualified comfortable qualified person it took some finagling and it took a little work to get it out um which I could imagine might be really difficult if you had a heavy flow or you were in a public place yeah I think I would start to panic right um but it also could have been wrong size I mean because everybody's not made the same and they do make different varieties and different brands where there will be loops to help you pull things off Hmm. other than a nub and different strategies to try to get them out easier I also found that um you're not saving yourself any steps for the length of time that you can wear it um they do say pretty clearly that if you have it in for too long without rinsing it thoroughly, that it can develop an odor. And who wants that? Yeah. Um, um, one of the claims was that intimate mm-hmm. time would not have to be Oh, that's a different type. That's not just a simple menstrual cup. Okay. I don't... Um, it's like a different category. It's kind of like a barrier or shield. I'm trying to think of the word they used. But um, what they do is almost like a reverse condom basically Mm -hmm. sort of like a diaphragm but with Mm -hmm. like a loose sack attached to a ring and you shove that against your cervix in the back of the vagina so that then flow can build up behind there so that then potentially you could be intimate and it would just be hitting the sack full of blood Mm -hmm. instead of you know Making it look like a crime scene. Correct. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, nobody nobody needs that. Nobody wants a crime scene okay. during their sexy time. So, but so that one, different I think kind you of could wear for longer. Or Probably two, could because it and it's that. disposable though. Still, I don't okay. think those are where time and time and time and time again. Okay, maybe a time or two, but it's going to take some legwork to clean them. Okay. Um, but I think it's fun to play with these things if you are desiring a more conscious choice or you're having issues with like reactions to paper products right. and that sort of thing. Um, just changing them frequently, finding the right size and making sure that you can manipulate the area Get is it important. In and out, if you're basically. someone who feels even uncomfortable using tampons, then obviously menstrual cups are not, not for you. the right choice. That reminds me a lot of, we have these retractors that we use, mm-hmm. um, and they are, they have like the, 
round, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like a, almost a, wiry part. Yeah. And then you have to fold it in ways mm-hmm. and get it in there. And once it gets in the mouth, yeah. it just pushes it all the lips away. Yeah. Those are very, very similar. Very, very similar. No, I haven't tried the shield ones or the, the those berry methods that you're talking about. The cups I definitely have. And I give them a thumbs up for a lot of people. For me, I'm not having any problems with the other. And yeah. I think it was a great experiment. I would certainly try it again in just a different style and see how that goes. But if you had a heavy flow, you'd need two of them for sure. Oh. If you're changing them in a bathroom, then imagine you have to take a cup out that's full of contents, dump it out, somehow get to the sink to Clean rinse it, it off. Yeah, and then replace, and if you have a heavy flow, that's going to be pretty challenging to do unless you have one that you immediately put back in and then go address washing the other one. That does sound very A little bit, little bit difficult. I also, um, have you seen the period underwear? No. They make period so. underwear. I'm trying okay. not to use name brands, but I do know a few. Um, where they're non-disposable. Uh-huh underwear that you bleed into instead of wearing like a pad so it's so kind they're of absorbent correct it's sort of like a um reusable diaper I think of for babies yeah. except mm-hmm. for they're supposed to be smooth and soft and some people who may not like the irritation of the paper products and yeah. don't feel comfortable putting things in can actually wear underwear so I had a secret shopper with them oh not me okay um but I had a brave volunteer uh-huh. Um, buy the underwear. She used them, and she reported back. Okay. And what was the, what were the results? She said for light days, it's totally a fine choice. If you feel bloated and uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. you just don't want to have anything in there, you don't want to have anything touching, that it was good, and that you could wear them for you know a period of the day or most of the daylight hours if it's light light times and then you wash them but of course you're trying to wash them separately because you don't want to get that all mixed together with things but then she said when I had heavy flows it became cumbersome because I had to bring a bag to put underwear in to then change underwear that are all going to be washed later so the actual modality of taking care of that was a little more challenging yeah I could see that too. But that the absorbency was good. Pretty good. But then it's just, you have to be motivated. And I think of that very much so like disposable diapers versus reusable. You've got to be really motivated. And I'm thankful that people are to make that conscious choice. But it does take a little more work. I could see that being, there are times when like you are on like your fourth or fifth day. And it's like, I am so tired of doing this and you feel everything yeah. feels sort of irritated in there and you just don't want an- mm-hmm. put another tampon in to have that option especially if you're at home and you're right. just you're just lounging it's a yeah, Saturday because panty liners are not great and pads often are not great not Men don't even get the fun joy of having to deal with all this I know it's very and it seems never yeah. ending but I mean good old traditional pads and tampons I have a lot of people um Especially moms about their teenagers, they'll be like, she's not using a tampon, should I be worried? And I think they're all worried that by chance she can't get it in there. But a lot of teenagers can, they're just not comfortable. And Mm -hmm. no sweat, people. If it's not comfortable, then don't feel stressed. You don't have to push the issue. Um, If you want to wear a tampon and you're having difficulty get it inside, then you may want to have an evaluation with your doctor or gynecologist just to make sure that everything's patent and usable. Mm -hmm. But if you're just structurally not ready for that, then it's okay. Yeah, I personally didn't until I was in college. 
That takes effort. You weren't on the swim team, I'm guessing. (laughs) I was not. And I guess the other women in my family didn't. And something about them just didn't. I think we had a lot more cardboard applicators back then. That's true. I I mean, I'm maybe You just say the word cardboard and I'm like, ugh. Sounds (laughs) terrible, but better for the environment. It's funny Mm. how we've digressed in some ways, environmentally speaking. And that's one of the ways, probably. But I have to say that plastic does make a difference. But. Yeah, we it was some kind of tubing thing we were I, doing. I do recall. And I, I, I think they like, still make those. I am we just don't to. buy them. <laughs> I think they're still there. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this doesn't seem like for me, like it's going to be for me. Right. But, you know, when you're ready, you sort of know it. And if you're not, I mean, whatever. It's okay. You know, There's whichever no right way you like And to then do with it. good old-fashioned pads, I get a lot of people asking, do I need this kind or that kind of uh-huh. fragrance for you or not? Again, if you're not having problems and you're using something that, seems to be working then you don't have to feel like you have to change it if you start to get a lot of irritation in the skin around the lady parts um itching that sort of thing then you may want to switch to an odor free more natural source of you know your feminine products but other than that just keep doing what you're doing I had a patient the other day she's in her 80s and she's she was complaining that she's still having hot flashes and she said when am I going to be done with all this and I said I hear you I think that all the time yeah if but she's 85 still maybe not them. yeah night sweats and hot flashes she maybe said. not some people have them for a long long time but she could definitely talk to her doctor about how to improve that situation yeah some people only suffer for a few she's not a candidate for hormone therapy for different reasons there's a lot of different things so for those people who were you know sweaty and hot fleshy one they want to review their medications make sure that Mm -hmm. they are not on something that could be lending them to that i get a lot of young people saying oh i think i'm going through menopause and they're actually on a medication for attention deficit or for weight loss and those are really common to speed up the metabolism and then they make you more sweaty and then you think you're hot flashy. I get that a lot. Um, in my postmenopausal age, you can have the same thing or just some of the regular medications. If they have flushing as um, a potential side effect, then it may not be their hormones. Mm-hmm. It Hormones get blamed for everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, everything. And it may not be that. So, and there's a lot of non-hormonal things you can do for hot flushes too. Some um, over-the-counter supplementation. There are some medications that are used for other disease entities that also have the benefit side effect of decreasing hot flushes. So they really need to get in and talk to me. I recommended the fan that you can attach to the foot of your bed. That why like, not? I mean, I was like, I don't know. I'm not really a doctor, but I but I have heard of this, and it sounds like it could be really cool. Because she said she just wakes up in a full blown sweat. And I said, try the fan at the foot of the sweat. bed. I should have said talk to your doctor you should have my card failed opportunity in which case you go yeah, there's somebody point. who could <laughs> tell you more about how to help this super excellent point we need to set that up immediately because i can't tell you how many times we do end up talking about lady things absolutely and i can say hey here you go yeah here's you an answer for her. you yeah <laughs> my um of course i send everybody to you but most of the time it's the panic You've been with me before. I get a lot of panics. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you have a friend that's a dentist? Yeah. Hey, 
I'm getting married Saturday and teeth are out. Hey. Awesome. My child hit the blah, blah, blah. Um, I get a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're always who they want in a pinch. Well, I get it, man. Mm-hmm. But like, if we can just like come a few Let's just months establish earlier, a relationship gives, yeah, for a hot minute. It gives me like great. a little bit more yeah. ability to actually do something. I, I do have um, a situation with someone who's getting married. You know, it's like, okay, I have two weeks. Right. You know, and it's like, what can we do to help this situation? And there are some great things we could have done, like a little bit of, you know, cutting back the gums a little bit. You know, one of her in the front, the gums were a little bit lower on one of the teeth than the other. And that can make a difference and give you that gummy smile look. And gotcha. that's not something you can, that's not really a procedure you can have overnight that requires mm. some healing. So we ended up, we opted to do some very, very conservative things just because she didn't want to have, there was, you know, any risk that she was going to have some swelling or inflammation on her right. wedding day. Cause again, we only had two weeks. So, but given enough time, I mean, we can do a lot of a really lot good of things. things. And I help. love a motivation a person who has a reunion coming up or a, or a wedding because they're just th- those are the best ones they're very compliant and yes. that we get some we can get some great results in a very related way I get a lot of people wanting to avoid their period on their honeymoon oh and man. the worst is or a trip like a spring break yeah. and they come to me very similarly two to four weeks beforehand like how yeah. do I shift my period how do I make this work uh-huh One, there's never a 100% guarantee because your body's going to do what your body's going to do. Yeah. But if you give me six months, Mm -hmm. then we can shift gradually and slowly and have a better chance of working that out or talk about different ways to control cycles. But you give me the last minute. It's like asking me to do a miracle, people. I'm like, I know, oh, and you want to so badly. I genuinely wish there was like this one pill that, like, for sure, yeah. is going to make you not have any bleeding on the honeymoon. But it, you need to see your doctor. I mean, really, nine to twelve months is awesome because yeah. then you get a long time to sort of adjust and tweak. And then last minute, it's just gonna be like a hail mary in football. Well, I'll throw yeah. it at you, but there's no guarantee. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and please, I'm sorry if it happens anyway. Don't call me. Um, you know, I think that's that's interesting, though, because I think that the best thing to do would be, you know how you have to do a bunch of wedding planning at the very beginning? And For then sure. there's this long period of time yeah. where you don't really have to do anything until the last mm-hmm. minute? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the time you start calling right. your dentist and your gynecologist. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that is perfect timing. Perfect Get your time. dress, book the thing, right. then go see us. Right. Then do the last minute problem. Then do the last. And then you have us yeah. checked off of your list for your bleaching or your period woes. You know, that didn't happen to me, but I'm surprised because I have that look now. Like almost every, every time trip. You go I, can, I think we've talked about this before, but yeah. Almost every trip or anything. I have a really fancy, I have one fancy outfit. I've worn it twice in the past. Well, I wore it like two months back to back. Both times. Both times in that fancy outfit, which thank God it's black and it's pants. But the point being, I have some really bad luck with that right now. You should talk to your gynecologist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll plan a trip for next year, and then we'll talk between now and then, and we'll get it straightened out between now and then, because I know we won't be able to get it done within the next month or so, right? I'm learning. Yes, you should. (laughs) So if questions or suggestions or want to compliment or comment or comment (laughs) on your flow, your flow problems... 
your mode of collection. <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> Feel free to let us know and we'll always shoot it to you straight. You heard all this beyond our lips. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Beyond Our Lips. We hope you have been entertained, educated, and inspired.